Happy Friday, Starfire Nation. We're back with the second week of the South Adams podcast. And this week, we got some stuff going on. Isn't that right? That is right. Yeah. Uh, tonight, Ooh. Starfire Varsity Football, Bluffton Ooh. High School, 7 o'clock. And I mean, again, you cannot come. But the burn witness will be there, yes. and you guys are going to watch. Webcast, watch it. Um, and then also tomorrow at 9 a.m., we have boys and girls varsity cross country at Salina. At Salina. And I'm pretty sure you can come, but should you? <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, um, it takes a special person to want to run three miles. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I couldn't do, do what they do. There's no way. Me. Absolutely. So, uh, and then uh, what we have going on in this episode, we have we have Mr. Rich. Yeah, we have Mr. We Rich do. on. He's a Starfire legend, man. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then uh, what we have? We have a coronavirus debate. Oh, with the uh, healthcare experts we have in the school. Most most educated people I think we yeah, have. Definitely. Uh, so that's going to be really fun to listen to, I think. I think everyone's going to get something out of that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, we have Random Acts of Kindness with Ooh. Sam Plattner. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fan favorite for sure. Absolutely. We always love just seeing how much how much nice things people do in this school and being able to put that on the podcast just glorifies it. And I think that's one of the most important things we can do. Yeah, certainly. And then besides that, it's just we're having this brand new episode. Thanks for listening and we'll take you right into it. Hello, Starfire Podcast. We're here with our middle school principal, Mr. Rich, and uh, we have a few questions for you while you're here. Uh, great. Uh, happy to be here. I, I do want to thank you for asking me. It's a privilege to, <laughs> to be on your podcast. Yeah. So can you tell us what made you want to be an educator in the first place? Uh, good question. I went to South Adams. And so my experience at South Adams was very positive. And so I think back of going to school, Max Haynes, Mr. Haynes, uh, Mr. Fox, Byron Fox, uh, Harlow Fletcher, these are teachers that impacted me. Uh, And then going on into high school, uh, middle school, Arlene Conrad, uh, Coach Bridge, Coach Staley, had great experience in high school. Uh, and elementary and middle school. And so I am thinking that being a teacher is a positive thing. Now, with that being said, I went to college not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. And so I uh, got through my freshman year and then realized, you know, I don't think I want to be a business major because I don't know what a businessman does. And so uh, growing up, my family instilled in me uh, that it's very important to give back. I had a wonderful mother who was the most kind, generous person I could possibly have had growing up. My dad was always doing other, um, doing things for others. And so anyway, um, I think it just made me realize, you know, I, I think I want to do something where I can feel like I can give back. And so uh, also had a sister and brother who are both in education. And my freshman year, at the end of my freshman year, I just decided, you know, I, I think I want to go into education. Yeah, so uh, you've been at South Adams Middle School for a pretty long time now, uh, dating even back to the old school. So uh, what's one of the biggest changes you've seen over the years? Uh, Also a great question. You know, and just to, you know, I've been in the middle school for the past, this is my 12th year as a middle school principal. Uh, Before that, I taught... Uh, 10 years of middle school and so if I just even and I was a middle schooler back in the 70s so I'm just thinking about what has changed uh, for middle school kids 
And I think kids are kids. So I sometimes get the question that, and the expectation is that kids have changed over time. I don't, I don't really buy that. You know, kids in 1970 had challenges and kids in the 90, 80s and 90s and kids today have challenges. And so I think kids are kids. Now what has changed, you know, the culture of technology has changed. So when I think what has really changed in, in my middle school years and experience, it's just the use of technology. How mm. prevalent, prevalent technology is used as a tool. When, when, when I started, I remember the very first time I had a computer in my room as a teacher, and the very first time I heard the word email. And so now, like I said, we just rely on communicating through, through technology. And, and so it, it does give kids different challenges. Uh, but information is right at their hand. So I think it, to answer that question, technology is probably has changed a great deal through my years of experience in the middle school. Yeah. So you are now the middle school principal. What did you start out teaching when you first finished college? Uh, I decided to major in, major in science in college. And so I was deciding that I was gonna be a biology teacher and general science teacher. And so when I graduated from Franklin College, uh, so Franklin College was a great experience for me. I met my wife, wonderful wife there, and, and got a degree and decided to be a, a science teacher. So my first 10 years out of college, I taught science. Uh, one year at Northeastern, which is down the road on 27, close to Richmond, Fountain City, and then nine years at South Adams. So I moved back to Bern, uh, South Adams area, after my second year. Then taught science 10 years total, and then I became the elementary principal. So I was the elementary principal for 12 years, and now this is my 12th year as the middle school principal. Yeah, so... so uh, been at South Adams a long time. So. Yeah, a very yeah. long time. <laughs> um, switching gears a little bit, uh, I've noticed, I've seen you a lot around the weight room and uh, <laughs> out on the track. So we were wondering, um, do you have a specific workout routine? And uh, also, just how do you have, like, how do you give time to work out? Sure. I, you know, I remember, I, I never remember not enjoying working out. Mm-hmm. And so it probably started at a, as a young young person admiring. Uh, I admired people like Jim Hartman, Gino Fisher. So these these are kids I looked up to, and I could tell they spent time in the weight room. So I've always enjoyed uh, working out, and my plan, you know. At 56, it's, it's certainly different than when I was younger. Uh, the older you get, the more you have to listen to your body. Uh, the, the, more, the, so, the more sore I am after a workout here and there. Uh, but, you know, I think my routine is show up. And so if I'm writing a book, I would say, how, how do you work out? Just show up to begin with. So there's mm-hmm. many times I'm thinking, I don't really want to work out. But you know, it's either taking a nap or just going to the weight room and realizing I don't have to work hard. I'm just going to go to the weight room. I, you just show up. And by golly, once you show up, things start happening and, and you get something when you would have gotten nothing if you didn't, you didn't show up. And that's kind of a, a lesson for all of us in life. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're wondering, do the right thing, show up, make the best of it. Yeah. So. 
you are in education right now, but if you could change that and go back to any g- dream job that you could have, what job would you uh, that's, take? That's, that's a great question. You know, might be a selfish answer. My first thought is, you know, what do I love to do? And what I love to do, I love to snow ski. So I'm wondering if I can get a job <laughs> being a tour guide in Colorado on the ski slopes and just skiing all day. But if I think about it, I, you know, I don't think I would actually uh, want to be a, a tour guide. I, I still will love to ski. I still would love to go vacation. But I, I, I go back to my background and and growing up at South Adams with a a wonderful family and I think I need to have a purpose in giving back believing that I am giving back to something greater than me so I don't you know I I don't know what that would be but whatever it it would be I think I would have to feel like there's a purpose to it Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah so I I I still love to ski though yeah (laughs) me too (laughs) Um, so this is going to be a pretty tough question, but uh, if you could pick one of your favorite memories throughout your course at South Adams, what would that one memory be? All right. So now I started at South Adams in 1970. Now I understand mm-hmm. I was a kindergartner. I was uh, a rising kindergartner, six, six years old. So, you know, I'm trying to think of, of, a, of a memory because I go back when you say South Adams, I don't only think of myself as a teacher principal, I think of myself as a student as well. Um, but, you know, I, I had a, the, the privilege and it, and it was a, a great time where I had a chance to be the principal of my kids. And so at elementary, when I first started, Jerry Springer retired and I had the great opportunity to take over South Adams Elementary, uh, work with a wonderful staff. And Lauren, my daughter, was a kindergartner. Uh, Will was a second grader. Uh, Marcus still wasn't wasn't there yet. Uh, but you know, I had a chance through those 12 years to watch my kids, bring my kids to school often, and just see them interact at school. So that, that's a pretty special thing. And and so, you ask me tomorrow, I might have a different memory. But but right now, that that's what I'm thinking of. That that was a special time. Mm. So. You mentioned earlier that you like to travel and that you like to vacation. What is the farthest you have traveled? Yeah, I think the farthest I've traveled probably is Cancun, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Now, that was uh, for my parents' 50th anniversary that they took the family to Cancun. Now, if you if I'm thinking about, okay, what are some of my future travels? Something something's coming up this weekend. I'm not sure if you know what it is. It's kind of a question for you guys. It's it's a it's a sporting event that I've fallen in love with and it happens overseas. Anyone know what happens this weekend? It's a kickoff of a of a great sporting event, one of the greatest sporting events ever. I don't know how many years it's been running, a hundred, over a hundred years, and I don't really have anyone to talk to about this. But it <laughs> has to do with biking, and it's called the Tour de France. Oh, the Tour de France. So I, I have mm. this, you know, I kind of thought, think, I'm thinking someday I'd like to travel to Europe and take in. Uh, some stages of the Tour de France. Now that has not <laughs> happened yet. And normally it's in July and I think that's why I fell in love with it. I could 
kind of keep track of what's going on. This year they moved it back because of COVID, so I may not be able to keep up quite as much as with the 21 stages of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe in ask me in 10 years, I'll say France. So and I, <laughs> I got to take part of the Tour de France watching it. So, um, so uh, obviously you said how many years you've been at South Adams now? So as as a educator. 32, so one year, Wow. so 33 years in education, 32 at South Adams, teacher and principal. So yeah, that's a pretty long time. Sure. Um, do you plan on retiring anytime soon, or uh, is you, it just like whenever you? A, you know, <laughs> when you're in education, there's, some, there's a rule called the rule of 85, and that means <laughs> once you get, you take your age and the amount of years of experience, mm -hmm. and if you get to 85, that's when it's you, time to you, go. Well, I'm not. It's a good. Yeah, maybe. I usually I have to have to ask the people I work with when it's time to go. Uh, I'll ask my wife possibly too. Uh, but I've reached that. So I'm 56. I've worked 33 years. So I'm past 85. So yeah. I could retire, but what am I going to do? And so if if I find something that fulfills me and and it. And it makes me think that, yeah, this is a good move for me. Believe me, I've thought 10 years teaching, 12 years elementary, now 12 years middle school. Is there something next? As an educator, I don't think you can help once you get to that rule of 85 to be thinking, okay, is there something next? The thought of doing nothing, it doesn't excite me. But what? What next? I think we all have to ask ourselves that. If you're a 12th grader or 11th grader, you know, what's next? Yeah, so. for sure. So switch it up a little bit. Um, many of us know your family from around here. Um, your daughter, she has a beautiful daughter of her own, and you adore her. So what are some of your favorite things to do with her as she's getting older? Uh, my uh, and if you if I'm even kind of thinking about okay what would cause me to retire, you know I am thinking okay, uh, spending more time with my family would definitely mm -hmm. be that and I think I even thought you know what if you want to change the world take care of your family you know that that's a quote that I believe in strongly and you start with taking care of your family so my I have two two wonderful grandchildren and Emmy Lou is very special to me her name's Emery Vera Louise <laughs> and uh, so I, what do I not enjoy doing with her that's that's the question I don't I don't think there's anything that I can think of that I'm not thrilled when I'm with her so and, and we're lucky they live in Fort Wayne we get to see her Oh, at least uh, probably once a week. Yeah. You know, we get to see her on weekends, and we FaceTime her every night. She's a kindergartner now going to school at, at Northwest Allen. I saw the picture of her hair this morning. So <laughs> Lauren does a wonderful job. The, pr the reason you probably know about her is Lauren loves social media, so, yes. so she does a good mm -hmm. job of introducing her uh, Emmy Lou to us. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I also have a, a grandchild, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Maynard. So Maynard, Vera and Maynard are my parents, and they both ended up in the middle names of my grandkids. <laughs> says they're very special. Uh, so he's my Colorado kid, and so I get to see him not as often as I get to see Emmy Lou. But uh, looking forward to getting to know him, and they spent a week with us this summer, and hoping I get to teach him how to ski. Now his dad will, <laughs> yeah. will probably do that, but uh, I will try and help also. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have one final question for you. Okay. Um, as you know, the South Adams students just got off probably the longest summer we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, five months. Right? Five whole I, months. I know you were working some of that time, but yeah. yeah. So. 
But uh, what was one of your favorite things to do this summer while basically the whole world was shut down? Yeah, so that's a good question because my summer was very different. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> and I, I also look at, you know, my, I don't really get my summers off. It's a lot different. You know, I, I come in and I don't work the full day, but I like to keep showing up and not, not losing touch mm-hmm. with what's going on. But this summer, I when you say well, okay, we moved, we went to Colorado and hiked some. Got to spend a week with my my uh, grandson Jeffrey in Colorado, Fort Collins. So that was a special memory of of this summer. So, yeah, spending some time with Jeffrey and Will and Dez. Yeah. So uh, that concludes our interview. Hey, well, yeah. thank, uh, thank you very much for being here. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me. And now a quick word from one of our sponsors. Vito's Lawn Care, located in Bern, Indiana, for all of your mowing, trimming, and snow removal needs. Call 260-849-3024. Your grass, our gas. Hello, Starfire Podcast. We are here with a segment about the coronavirus. I'm here with Brendan. Hello. Draven. Hello. And Caleb. Hey. So uh, our first question here is, should we even be in school right now? Uh, I believe that we should be in school. I mean, we're following all the proper like state and local protocol, and we're all wearing masks, saying six feet apart. Some classes were wiping desks down while we're leaving and entering and germex and washing hands and everything. So mm-hmm. I think that we're just following all the state and every, state and local, and we haven't had an outbreak yet, so I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I think we should too because, uh, you know, there's some kids out there that need the uh, – social gathering you know they need yeah, to yeah, be with definitely. their friends and stuff because this quarantine they probably haven't been able to see their friends so their parents mm-hmm. probably haven't allowed them anything so yeah i think just being at school you know just be all your be with all your friends all your teachers you miss and yeah mm-hmm. i think it's important for us to be at school but it is very hard to enforce these rules you see kids in the hallways with yeah. their noses out and you yeah, see some kids without masks on at all and it's just it's yeah. kind of scary to see that in our school you know mm-hmm. um I think we should enforce those rules a little more. A little more, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. True. Yeah, I think the social aspect has a lot to do with it and has helped a lot of us out with this being in school rather than online. Right yeah, now. I agree 100%. Yeah. And I feel also in school, you just get a different type of learning than yeah, e-learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, e-learning, I felt like you were just kind of trying to get that assignment done as quick uh-huh. as possible. Oh, and then like, yeah. Yeah, cause there's some kids <laughs> just get that, out of there. Yeah, because there's some kids that need... Cause they need to be teached by a teacher, you know, yeah. rather than... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And this brings us into our second question. Um, should fans be allowed at sports games? I think that fans should be allowed at sports games all actually because, like, our contact tracing is the thing that they're the most worried about and, like, having us all near each other. But since we're already all near each other at school anyways, that contact tracing is kind of hard to do, even if somebody were to contract, which nobody has yet. So I think that we should be allowed. Yeah. And yeah, because I think we should be too, because, uh, you know, sports aren't the same without fans, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's pointless, really. But because like Bluffton, they're doing is um, they have fans there. They have a student section, but their student section is at the end. They're separated from... The social parents distance. and stuff, yeah. yeah. So it's just the students that are with each other because that's how we are in school. The students yeah. are all combined with each other, you know, so, yeah. 
I think it's important for uh, games to have fans, but um, it's going to be really hard to socially distance at these games, yeah. and mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we keep the students away from the other family members. Or like high-risk people. Like high-risk people. Yeah. And I feel like that's really important. They need to wear masks, too. That's Definitely. very important. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that masks should be required, like walking through the gates and getting to your seats. And if you're six feet apart while you're sitting there like you are in school, then like they should be allowed to come down yeah. so you can yeah. cheer on. But if you're less than six feet or like in the bleachers and somebody's in front of you, I think that we should still have masks required. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. also like what Draven said, I think that having fans at the sports really help motivate the players to play. And without us, I feel like it might. Yeah, it's like, not really the same. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not really going to motivate you. What do you think, Braden? Yeah. As a as a player, I can definitely attest to that. Um, I'm still super pumped to get to play football this season because earlier yeah. we really didn't know if we we're going to have a season or not. But uh, when you come out of the tunnel and there's just no one in the stands, it's just it almost feels like a practice. Like yeah, the, yeah. the mood's a little bit different. And like I said, I'm I'm really excited to play, but fans really do change the game. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. If we could have fans this year. Uh, in a safe in a safe manner of course I think that would really be awesome I think something to follow with that about being safe about it too is that if you know anybody or have been in contact with anybody even if you haven't been tested yet just, just like don't, don't show up like yeah. school if you have any symptoms just don't go to school if you have symptoms yeah. it's the same way about that too Yeah, and I believe that we can still do it safe and follow it all yeah I agree definitely man that was a good episode I'd it was say. a good episode I'd say I think we should do it again sometime. Definitely. How about every other week? Every other week. Man, every other week, a new episode. I think it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, sounds good to me. I think we should do it. And I guess we'll see you in a week from next week. Bye.